everybody, welcome to the Godbold Unlimited podcast. I am Lee Godbold, your host. Appreciate you joining us today on episode number four. This is your first time watching and you're not familiar with who I am? Well, let me tell you. My name is Lee Godbold. I'm the owner of three small little businesses, uh, Junk Removal Authority, Specialty Truck Bodies, and Junk Doctors, Junk Removal and Hauling. All told, those companies will do about $5 million worth of sales uh, this year, this year being 2020, and we're on the path to 10 million as our goal for next year. So I wanna welcome you on the journey for us to take our companies from five to 10. We're gonna, throughout these podcast episodes, we're gonna be covering lessons I've learned in the past, things and issues I'm working th through now, opportunities we have moving forward, and kind of carry you along that journey as we try and grow our companies, while you're probably trying to grow or get yours started as well. So the topic of today's discussion or the topic of today's podcast is going to be on ideas. Ideas are really the backbone of the U.S. economy, of capitalism. You know, without, had Henry Ford not dreamed up the automobile, well, somebody else would have, but, you know, Ford Motor Company, it, there's no telling what the automobile might have turned into or, or when it would have happened. Uh, Bill Gates, computer, well, I guess Bill Gates really didn't invent anything. He, he took his information from other people, but you know what I mean? There's always somebody out there that cr created an idea, carried it out to the marketplace, and, and started changing the, you know, changing the country or changing the world. And oftentimes it's actually, you know, mentioned Bill Gates. Bill Gates is the one that people think about, but the individual that came up with the idea, in a lot of ways wasn't, wasn't Bill, but Bill heard that it was going on and he was able to execute on it. So many people out there, they create ideas. Most people, probably 99% of them, never ever act on them. And there's no telling what they're sitting on. They could be sitting on an extremely good idea and they never do anything with it. And then, You've got the people that act on it, but they're very, they're terrible at executing it. And sometimes it's just a matter of they don't make enough mistakes, they don't try things long enough, they don't stick with it long enough to really see it become successful. Let's take this podcast, for example. You know, the nice thing is, is we've, uh, you know, it's not the first time I've been in front of a camera. We do, we've got a video training and testing series we release. We've got a YouTube channel with Junk Removal Authority that we've put out, but this is a different format. This is something that's new to us. So uh, we've got our video director, Matt. He's sitting behind here, kind of observing everything. And uh, you know, he was talking about on uh, two, a couple episodes we recorded ago, how we needed to adjust the pace. You know, there's probably gonna be one episode you're gonna go through, it's gonna be real high paced, high energy. And we, we tweaked it. But what some people do is they won't see how they're doing, they won't make those tweaks. So they've got this great idea, they try and execute on it, but then they give up too early. And oftentimes you're gonna give up right before you're successful. And it can take years doing something before you really figure out the exact way to you know, do it before you gain traction. What you'll probably find is once you do gain traction, as long as you're careful and, you've, and you take the lessons that you learned from the first thing, you'll be able to grow that and be successful. And it's, at some point you'll get to the point where things just kind of like fall in place. You just feel like you can't do any wrong, that you're always gonna make a good decision, it's gonna work out. But you gotta try enough things before you get there. So you got a group of people, most of them never carry it in the marketplace. You got a group that do, that are not successful with it, they don't execute. You got a group that does execute and execute well, and you've got other people that um, they're kind of the exact opposite of the individuals that never take things to the marketplace. They get a million ideas and they're like, I've got to act on every single one of them. So they think that every single one of them is, is an earth shattering or earth changing idea. And if I don't get it out of the marketplace right now, somebody else is going to be out there and somebody else is gonna do it. And for the longest period of time, that was me. And it's a natural tendency that I have right now 
that I really have to control, hone in. If, if, I, had a, if I had a nickel for every single idea I had, uh, you know, I don't know, I, my, my net worth would be way over what it is now because I, I probably have an idea a minute. You have to really control that. And there's tons of entrepreneurs, business owners, and individuals out there that are in that exact same position. So right after, back in 2010, 2011, in 2011, we started uh, Junk Doctors, Junk Removal and Hauling. It was May of 2011. I had been a uh, manager at a, well, I call myself a manager. I, I wasn't really, but a manager at a roller skating rink in North Carolina. And um, at that same time, while, while I was doing that, I was doing some amateur race car driving on some North Carolina short tracks. So I didn't make a lot of money to start with. I'd spend it all on racing. So I was, I was broke from racing and um, had to, sold everything that I had. What, what, a bit of money I got off of that, we then turned into a pickup truck. Or I still had a pickup truck. We then bought a trailer and started hauling junk. So I've definitely started at kind of the bottom of the totem pole and work, you know, kind of been working my way up. So I had this idea of um, junk doctors. We had just gotten it up and going. It had just gotten to the point we were making what at the time we thought was amazing money. And then an idea popped into my head. I saw a, a paper shredding company. It was a, it was a shredded and there's a shredded truck going down the road. And I was like, man, that, that looks awesome. That's something that, you know, people have to have all the paper that these the businesses generate and everything. This would go great with junk removal. We can cross sell or whatever. I've got to start immediately on this. So I went around, I bought a shred truck or whatever, and it was a fairly inexpensive investment, but the problem was it wasn't a great shred, tr shred truck. It wasn't secure enough that a lot of these companies wanted. It um, uh, was very slow at shredding. It was also very slow at driving going down the road. The thing was terrible to, 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 to drive. And the main problem was though is I thought I needed to move on this immediately and get this shredding company started because there's a lot of money to be made on it. But what happened is the, we had just started getting traction in our drug removal business, is that actually suffered while we tried to get this shredding business up and going. And the shredding business never made money. So for a period of time, for about nine months to almost a year, we're trying to grow the shredding business, we're trying to grow the junk removal business, and we do a pretty shitty job on both of them. Our, we, we lost focus. We moved too fast on the shredding idea. We also had a company, it's probably three years into junk removal. I realized uh, we did a lot of advertising, still do a decent amount with Home Advisor and Angie's List. And at, this, at the time, I think this was uh, Home Advisor was still what they call uh, Service Magic, I believe was the name of it. And um, we didn't do anything with Service Magic at the time. We, we weren't very happy with them. And we did uh, do a lot of advertising with Angie's List. Angie's List was great at one point. Back when customers actually had to pay to be on it, you had really good customers. And then when they went to the free model later on, it became not as good. But I looked at the Angie's List model when they went from being paid customers and they went to being free customers to where they charged the businesses for advertising. And I thought the level of customer the business got was lower. And I thought that the reviews that the business, that the uh, searchers, the, the homeowners were getting weren't as genuine. Because Angie's List was, if you didn't pay Angie's List, they weren't showing your reviews and they were ranking you lower on the results page if the business didn't pay that. And the consumer really did not understand that. They didn't know they're really not, they weren't getting the most accurate results. They were getting the most accurate results from the companies that paid Angie's less money. And I didn't really like that. So I had an idea of something called Ask Your Neighbors. And we bought it, it was askyourneighbors.org. We built out the site, I don't know, it was 30, a $30,000 investment. 
And the premise of it was that it would link with your Facebook account and anytime somebody left a review on Ask Your Neighbors, it would, you could see the companies that your friends reviewed. So it was, it was kind of a neat concept. Uh, you would pay to join it. It would be free for the, the companies that were a part of it. So it was getting back to the model I thought worked a lot better with Angie's List. So I get this thing, or I get, I get this thing built out, the site's done, I've spent $30,000 on it. And then I realized, you know, we did all this, but how do we market it? How do we sell it? How do we get it out there? And I never did anything with it. So that's almost like I could have taken $30,000 out, you know, out of my pocket and just thrown it out that window. And it would have done more good to people because there should have been people down there that would have picked it up and would have done something with it. In this case, there's a site, it's 25, 30K that's been spent on it and it's done absolutely nothing. It's benefited nobody, it's hurt me, and then also it took my focus away from growing the core business. It's a great idea. The um, other thing that we'll do is time to time, we're always trying to do new websites as designs or do new services. You know, we used to do this all, all the time. We were always kind of messing with stuff. And messing with stuff to improve isn't, a bad, is, isn't bad, but coming up with a new idea that's not related to anything else you have going on might not be smart. Take any one of these things, a, a, a shredding company. There's tons of money in shredding. There's a lot of successful people out there that do it. The ask your neighbor concept, very well with the right person executing it that had the money to execute it, possibly could have been successful. New websites designs, new services, there's money to be made there. But the problem is, is what I was doing is I was releasing those ideas as soon as I came up with it and there wasn't necessarily at least a marginally well thought out plan to release them. So these ideas that you get, you can't be changing direction constantly. Because if you change direction constantly, you never really get, I mean, if you think, or maybe eventually you get to where you're going, but a ship that's going different directions all the time is gonna take a lot longer to get to, get to its destination than a ship that is more or less straight ahead. Now in business, you're never gonna be straight ahead. There's gonna be little changes here and there, just like a ship going through the ocean. When the current comes and the wind changes, it's gonna change the direction that he's gotta turn into the wind. It's the same sort of deal. Business environments change, you have to make changes. You also have to have new ideas to expand, but they have to be well thought out. What most people don't realize, and what I didn't realize for the longest period of time, when we put these great ideas in place, and a lot of them were very, very good ideas, is what's the opportunity cost? What, in my case, you know, what are you giving up? In my case, what I was giving up was the core business that was paying the bills, that was growing, that had the greatest potential. And I was chasing this other thing that was unproven, but at the time was super sexy and super exciting. So come up with ideas. What I love doing is creating an idea log. And on that idea log, I log anytime, anything idea I have. And I might wake up at 3 a.m. in the morning and I know if a, if a thought comes to me at 3 a.m. in the morning, I better pick up my phone and I better type in what that idea is because by morning, I'm gonna have forgotten what it is. And some of my best thoughts have come in the middle, have kind of popped to me uh, you know, in the middle of the night. So I record those ideas and periodically, generally once a quarter, if not a little more often, but once a quarter, I'll take a look at those and I'll say, all right, I'm trying to figure out what do we wanna work on in these next 90 days. Of the ideas that we have here, are there any good ones? Are there any ones that we can roll out and the company can grow or I can grow or whatever. And most of the time, 99.999% of them stay on that list, maybe eventually come off the list, but they never get executed on now. And 
I tried to find this quote. I saw this quote, I don't know, it, it was in a book last year or so, and I thought it was a Steve Jobs quote, but I couldn't find it. But the quote was, success is determined not by not what you say yes to, but what you say no to. Your most successful people out there, I know Warren Buffett's famous for saying this. Warren Buffett says, you know, I say no almost all the time. You know, 999 times out of 1,000, I'm saying no. But that allows me to make sure that, that one yes is the correct yes. All the ideas you get, evaluate them, think about them. Don't let it take your eye off the ball. And just remember, waiting isn't necessarily a bad thing. If you have a very, very good idea, if it can't wait 90 days, it probably was not that great of a deal, idea to start with. Give it some time. Navigate your, strip, your ship straight, and you'll be a much more successful business owner. Thank you for watching this Godbold Unlimited uh, podcast. I am Lee Godbold. Please subscribe again, and we'll see you next time.